the American cradle of liberty. Look at you, you're a freak! What are we alive for except to grab all the kicks we can? To contaminate our society. Now being renovated. Mr. Ramirez! Podcasting live from the recent past in the Dogwater Studios in the biggest little city in the world. And your last stop before Burning Man, it's the worst little podcast. And I'm your host, Mr. Nick Ramirez. Here we go. We have a killer show today. Uh, Dennis from, uh, what is it? It's the Alturas Cellar, where all the bands play. He's here to play his favorites. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass. And he's not alone, Nick. And he's not no. alone. He's brought his progeny. I've got my little sidekick with me tonight. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> you want to introduce yourself? Oh, okay. Um, I'm Uriah, and I'm, I'm D- Dennis's son. <laughs> I'm my dad's son. <laughs> How old are you? I am currently 12. Uriah, is currently. that a, is that a, that's a biblical name, right? Uh, yeah, I do you know? So. Do you know the story of Uriah? No, but I do know that he was a general. Oh, right. Okay. I don't know the story of Uriah. I wasn't going to like fill in there. Oh, <laughs> Dennis, do you know? Actually, yeah, I know a few things about You better know. Yeah, I mean, that was why I selected it. it, it we had one of those wicked weekends where it, the name just kept coming up and coming up, and it started out, it almost started out as a joke. Uh, because I just, I was like, yeah, maybe we can name him Uriah or something like that. And the Celtic version was like a bunch of Y-E-A's and U's and R's and stuff. And it was like, it was like, <laughs> it was a total joke. And it turned into something. It was, uh, you know, we, uh, his mom, his mom's mom was uh, reading a book and Uriah was in that. And one of my favorite bands was Uriah Heap. And it all just started coming together, like really cool. <laughs> and uh, and we actually met Uriah Faber that weekend by accident. He literally yeah. broke down in traffic and, and that was the end of that. And we were like, okay, Man. that's it. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, your son. Yeah, that's a pretty That nice. was the name, yeah. yeah. God. Like, that's, that's it. But Uriah, if, you, if your father had run into a bunch of people named Clarence that week, you would have been Clarence <laughs> instead. I mean, you're pretty lucky that that worked out well. Yeah, Clarence Clemens, he just ran out of gas right in front of us and mm-hmm. I was like, well, I guess <laughs> that's they, a sign. And that's then they it. watched uh, True Romance yeah. and the lead character was named Clarence. Yep. And then... Uh, oh, we're dead on Clarence's! One. Where's no. Oh, uh, my grandpa's name was Clarence. Oh yeah, and then you yeah. run into Chewie's yeah. grandpa. Yeah, which go. would be weird because he's been dead since the sixties. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> All right. If if Chewie's grandfather, who's been dead since the sixties, runs into you, then you better name your kid Clarence for sure. <laughs> I mean, you just know two. But yeah, damn right. See, truth is stranger than fiction. Hey, Amen. That's so totally cool. It was fun. Well, welcome, Uriah. Yeah, nice to see you. And Dennis. Dennis, Dennis, yeah. you've been kicking so much ass in at the at the Alturas uh, cellar stage. I don't People, even know about that. Like, the, it's head down and ass up. I just go oh forward, God. and that's it. We constantly, we constantly, constantly talk about how great yeah. every show there it's is. Like, always, yeah, it seems like I every time we talk it. about shows coming up, there's one of them is going to be at the Alturas. Always, oh, that's mm-hmm. great. I appreciate that. Uh, I, I appreciate. Everything. I mean, everyone's been so so great about the whole thing. And like I said, I'm just doing my thing. I'm not looking for for kudos. I'm trying to to like one one of my things since like, you know the studio years uh, was getting into the getting involved with the scene and saying, hey man, you got a great band. Let's put you on the stage. Let's let's present this. Let's let people other people see it. And that's 
that's basically been my thing. And when you say the studio years, just for people who haven't been around for a long time, you don't mean the years that you had a recording studio. You oh, mean I the mean years the studio that you on did fourth. studio on fourth. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just, yeah. I like to, I read a lot of historical documents and sometimes people say things that they assume you know what it means, mm-hmm. but it was from 150 <laughs> years ago. So 150 years from now, I want people to know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. The studio on fourth was, uh, was pretty fun. I, I got in Am there. Am I not supposed to be cussing as much in front of your son? I just, uh, I, should, I can tone that back a bit. He is my son. And he hears it. He hears uh, a lot. Uriah, forget greed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but please continue. Oh, uh, but yeah, the whole the whole studio thing was a lot of fun. It was, uh, it you know, I started out it was like nobody knew who I was, and I was like, I just became got a good rapport with the bands that were coming in. I really enjoyed it. And I was like, wow, look at Reno has all of this. This is awesome. And, and it just, it opened my mind and I said, I go, that's what I want to do. I want to go back to that. I mean, my entire life I've, I've always been around working in some sort of, uh, uh, music venue or something like that. I've been, I don't know how it happened, but I ended up being a career bartender, which, (laughs) which blew my mind. I've been literally bartending for, Almost 30 years of my life, and it's just in and out of this and in and out of that. What are some of the great establishments we might have drank drinks from you? Oh, let's see. Oh, you mean across the country or here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, here. Well, here uh, mostly. Uh, here, I was uh, I was actually over at Western Village for almost 15 years. It was like 14 years, nine months, two weeks, and a day uh, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> it was a long-ass time. And that sounds like you're either stating your sobriety length or your uh, prison sentence. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was a long time. It was, uh, like I said, it was just under 15 years and, uh, it was just, it was just time, you know, the, it was, I had to orient myself more towards the family and, you know, taking care, taking care of business. I mean, that's, you know, the, the, we were having issues in the family. It started falling apart and I was like, I had to make decisions. I was like, okay, is it the kids or is it the job? What do I do? Mm-hmm. So. I felt like I needed to be more involved as a father, so I picked the family. <laughs> oh, good. So and, uh, that was how I got into working odd jobs like studio. You know, I just kind of rolled right into there. I was like, oh, I can do this. It's like a part-time job, and and it works along with the hours. And who would have known a couple of years later I'd be running it myself. And, and uh, you know, well, Doug Hurd, I don't know if you guys – you guys, everyone yeah, knows we know Doug, Doug Hurd. But Doug was my – he was my partner in crime over there. You've he, heard of him. He taught me just about everything I know. Uh, he's – about where I'm getting or where I'm going right now. It was all – he was such an inspirational man. His stories are insane. And like we – that was him. It was just a two-man two man thing we had over at Studio and Forth. And uh, like I said, like it opened up my mind to all the awesome stuff that's here. That's where I met Nick. I mean that's where I met – you know everybody, Rory and 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 uh, God, I can't even. There's so many. I don't know where to start with yeah, a list. It's a big, big number. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah, we uh, we started out there, and uh, I think that's where I've collected all my ideas. Like uh, we had we had a good thing going there, but it just wasn't enough for a lot of people to come. And and yeah. I mean East Fourth Street, that that East Fourth Street corridor, man, it yeah. was a little crazy. Oh, yeah. back a I few used to years work ago. at the jazz club over there. Like it was like. Evans and Forth. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. back and uh, it was like called the Jazz Club, but really it was just like a punk rock club and just crazy people walking around. Oh there yeah, all it's, the time. Yeah. It's, Working it's the door at that place, you come across every. Was there like a hotel upstairs too? Yeah, that's yeah. what they call the Jesse now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it was the Lincoln Lounge for Lincoln a long Lounge time, for, yeah. and before that it was the Reno Jazz Club, and it was really. 
pretty terrible. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I vaguely remember it smelled being the jazz like club. piss, which was weird. I think it was coming from upstairs, but there was nobody living up there. Piss does soak down. It, it follows does, gravity. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Like most liquids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, four street can get a little hectic. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like I said, it's uh, you can't even pay for that kind of entertainment. No. It's, it's there's never a dull moment in that whole corridor over there from from Evans all the way to Sutro is just it's it's a it's God's country because yeah. nobody else wants it's it. Nuts. And then beyond <laughs> Sutro, it's like it's like a really special. <laughs> But uh, I mean, you know, despite despite the location, and uh, I managed to 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 do some pretty magical things, even with studio. Um, you know, we uh, Doug and I we collaborated on everything, and we were we became really really tight, and we were each other's right arm. And um, <clears throat> you know, getting getting the bands, we we quickly like everyone wanted to play there. It was it was a good time. Like between what we were doing, I was running the bar and basically doing the booking, and Doug did all the sound and tech. And uh, the sound, uh, the sound and tech, the sound tech and the lighting and stuff, and and then we came with the idea to start recording stuff, and we started doing the videos, and that's what really opened it up, where everyone was like, "Oh, we want to record a video there." And, oh, it's so like, great, and you could just go on the website and play back a show that you missed, oh, and yeah. or a show you yeah. saw and yeah. you loved, you know? That's awesome. That they're, was so great. They're all still up there too. Well, we we just we just well when we had to shut down the 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 studio on four thing um, after closing it down, we I think we just rolled everything into Doug Hurd. So if you can look up Doug Hurd's uh, YouTube channel, all I think my tenure there I think was just under four hundred shows in in oh the five God. years I was there. So we did, yeah, we did quite a few videos <laughs> and their entire shows. You can watch the entire th- three band bill in in most cases, or you know, like uh, the entire set of every band that played there was always up. That was one Man. of the things that we tried to keep keep on top of. So you're an archivist as well. Yeah, I yeah, guess I think so. that's important. I think it is too, you yeah. know. Um, the the downfall of that was we would look at any given time when we're watching and we're watching because we would live stream it. We had our own website for that, um, for the studio. And we we would live stream it on both on Facebook and the website. And we realized that there would be 100 people watching it at home and there would be 13 to 20 people in the yeah. bar and I was yeah. like wait a minute yeah. what are we yeah. doing wrong here uh-huh. <laughs> we're shooting ourselves in the foot here so uh, so like that you know like moving on uh, a couple of years later I learned a lesson on that like hey let's just give a little taste of it we'll just roll one song and that's what I'm doing here with the seller stage with uh, we've got a, a streaming camera in there and we just stream the one song and boom but all that gets archived as well we're uh, I just opened up my own um, uh, seller stage uh, YouTube channel, so we're going to be move, rolling it into that. But yeah, the studio thing kind of crashed with the uh, construction. Mm, yeah. It was it just well, took, it took too long. Now you're at the Alturas. What a rad building and what a cool oh place. God. And that that basement is perfect for a show. Uh, it and wasn't the at first. The bar is beautiful. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, at first. It one of the oldest operating, if not the oldest, in Reno. Um, right, right now. From what we know from the records that we could find, we are the we're the oldest running bar in Reno at we're just over I think ninety four years now. Right. It's uh so it's been established as the Alturas for a little over ninety four years. So we're kind of running on that. We don't know. I don't know how to tap into that stuff. Um, yeah. You know, like we we just 
keep it as it is. I, I know the the Genoa bar is a lot older. Yeah, like fifteen twenty Genoa, years. Or yeah, Genoa like claims Genoa to be a lot of wants, stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Chewy. Genoa claims yeah. to be a lot of stuff. Yeah, I went one day and, and there was like a debate about whether Dayton or Genoa was the oldest town in Nevada. Me and my dad went and saw like a debate about it one day, and at the end, the Mount House came in and was like, "Actually, we're the oldest." So it was like, like Dayton had a lot of great arguments for being the actual <laughs> oldest. So Genoa, very old, but I mean. It's kind of well, and a lot of their oldest stuff burned down yeah. and got rebuilt. That's mm-hmm. right. So that's not actually the oldest. Yeah. Hmm. So. Something that <laughs> yeah. you can Are we get into research. Yeah. On Genoa right now? <laughs> well, I've kind of always. I mean, Genoa, is, of course, very beautiful. I love and yeah. best one of the best fucking bakeries I've ever. The Snowshoe met Thompson in my life. statue is an iconic oh. piece of history here. God, that bakery, everything yeah. they make there is it's got heroin in it. There's yeah. something. <laughs> it's really one. I will go there just to buy, and I'll buy everything. And it'll be great three days later. I do kind of feel like Dayton's kind uh, of shitty, so people just like always throw shade on Dayton and don't like, won't even listen to the argument that it might be older because it sucks more than Genoa does. Genoa was always a fancy Mormon place next to the mountains in a really pretty setting. All right, so back yeah, in the future <laughs> at the cellar on on Fourth uh, Street, the cellar stage. Mm-hmm. You've done so bar. much to make it better. Like what is uh, like. I walked in and was like, "Oh my god, this is so fucking amazing!" <laughs> like, and and you the, had pizza that night. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> we do that from time to time. If we, you know, if we, if we, I don't know. It's like we we get this idea in our heads. Like, there won't be too many people here, so we can feed them, and I think it's going to be good enough that we can handle it. Why don't we just get some pizza or snacks or something like that? Uh, we uh, we tend to like try to do the. Um, it started out like really slow and not, I shouldn't say really slow. It started out fun um, because uh, I wasn't sure about the room. I was learning sound myself and everything when I first went down and, and like I was saying before, I turned it down. I turned it down twice. It started out. I didn't, I wasn't getting along with the staff when the, uh, when I was introduced, the owners came in and said, Hey, this is going to be our guy. He's going to build us a venue and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ah, first I'm not a venue builder. I <laughs> I got a couple of ideas. I got a couple of friends who who play bands and we're just going to put them on a stage and see what happens. And it started out slow. You know, I had uh, Steve Funk in there quite a few times. I think our first show was with the Whiskey Preachers, was Tony G. And we started out just two, maybe three shows a month. And we slowly built it up. We got like a little following going with like the, the blues guys just to check it out and see what was happening. And and one day, <laughs> one day, somebody said, hey, let's try doing a punk and metal show. And and the scattering ended up being on it. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my God, those guys are fantastic. Yeah, right. I, and, and I don't know how, because I'd never, I had never actually rigged any of that stuff before, like for a metal sound and that heavy, you know, heavy music. I was just working with blues and kind of indie stuff at the time and uh, I was like I was so nervous at, at the same time because I'm like oh man I if I don't if I get this wrong it's gonna suck and no one's gonna want to play here so <laughs> so I really had to I had to had to mind my P's and Q's but uh yeah the uh <clears throat> the the fun part was I I believe I nailed it I think that's what they said and it was just high fives all around the room mm-hmm. everyone was stoked about it and right. they were stoked it's like man this is awesome and it was like and I and I'm like looking at my board, like literally shaking. I had the shakes and I was all sweaty. And I'm like, I don't even know if that sounded good. I don't know nothing. I was, and uh, I, well, I saved that. I saved, ended up saving that sound scene into the, into my 
library, the scene library there. And I was like, I went back and looked at and saw like what I did because I mixed it all live. I started with, you know, just a, a flat chant, I mean, a flat scene and everything. And I just mixed it all in. And I went back and I started, I was like, well, wow, I did that by accident. And I just kind of made it sound like how it sounded good to me. And it just grew from there. I was like, oh, I learned how to use all those crazy freaking equalizers inside of the inside of the, the x32 and, yeah. and it just got more and more fun so you know when those things you can you can really fuck up your day excuse my french i'm just learning uh, no, it's uh, all right no, we're, good. <laughs> we're only concerned about your son hearing yeah really like, like, <laughs> everybody else is fine uh, he hears it all the time and he's good about it he, he'll kick me in the knee every now and then or say hey language or you know you're right your dad really shouldn't talk like that yeah and, and out in real life we shouldn't talk this way. We do it in the safe yeah. zone it's, of our show. Of show. Exactly. Yeah, we, we're just part of characters we're playing here. We don't actually say fuck all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not constantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's uh, it just became a thing. Uh, you know, like I, I owe it all to the scattering. They, they just blew my mind. And then when the, the next two bands came on, it didn't – I mean, honestly, I don't even remember who it was because the scattering was my – that was like – I just did that. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like a breakthrough, a milestone. Yeah, I always like, you know, I, whenever the promoters would come through or whoever, I was like, cause I, I mean, I was so nervous and so like into what I was trying to do and, and, you know, learn everything. Like, what did I just do? How can I recreate this? I was so, that was rolling through my head. I never even thought to make contact with them. And the next thing I knew, the, the room was empty and I was standing there with that tablet in my hand going, uh, the show's over. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was a learning experience, yeah. definitely. Well, you learn it on the fly. But yeah, yeah. And uh, and it's that's the what best I, way to do things. That was another thing. I I learned uh, like the seller is really really easy to use. Everything is on the fly. I don't I don't run DCAs. I don't I don't set up bus mixes. I don't do anything. Everything is on the fly. It's raw, and it's working. So I'm not going to change that. Yeah, that's in moving forward. You know, you get. Uh, we kind of like after that whole thing, we kind of like aimed at the whole metal scene because no one was really doing metal, you know. And I was like, okay, we we got a little following here. And the metal band started getting together and they started, you know, tapping me on the shoulder. Hey, man, we got a metal band. We got a metal band. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when I started doing the, you know, I started tapping a little bit into the punk scene. It's like, oh, we can we can do it all. We can we can do this. I I had I was started building my confidence yeah. up. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, the funny thing is, I say we, but. For the first year and a half, it was me. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 you know, you you come down, you walk down the stairs, and you're like, okay, first thing I got to do is the garbage, and then I got to move all the tables, and then I got to move all the chairs, and then I got to sweep. I mean, there's a routine, yeah. and a, it's a six or seven hour day of just busting your back, moving mops and everything like that, because that's my thing is I want it to be clean. I want it to be welcoming. I want, you know, yeah. everything has to be perfect. And like, I just, uh, you know, my, my bosses and everything, they had, they had issues with it at first. They were like, no, you need help down there. We got to get this guy. And I didn't like the way that guy mops. So he's like, okay, that guy's out. He, he doesn't know how to mop this floor. There's a spot right there. And <laughs> yeah. I started getting picky and it was weird. Yeah, but. <laughs> no, but, but if you, if you miss a spot, man, a sticky floor is distracting. It okay? is. Yeah, a sticky is. table. I'll immediately be like, huh. wow, this sounds yeah. good. But oh, yeah. Yeah, this gross. table's gross. Yeah. 
It is because yeah, you I put mean, your elbows on you the table and it it's, it's and sticking to you. Then that's, oh yeah. that's nasty. I've been in clubs where I've just like you can't you. And then when once once it's on your shoes, you can't get it off. And everywhere you go, you're sticking to the Sticks floor. And you're yeah, like, oh. and then you purposely walk in gravel <laughs> with the yeah. hopes that it'll like walk down the sidewalk, <laughs> scraping your foot on yeah. every step. <laughs> you order water, you pour it on the floor, and you're skidding around and just to see if you can loosen <laughs> it. Making everything worse <laughs> for everybody else. <laughs> But yeah, that's that was that's been one of my things. I mean, studio we that was what we prided ourselves on. That yeah. we had that old, musty, cracked up building, and it was always clean inside. And that was that's really important to me in moving forward. Especially, you know, you're inviting people basically into your home. You know, yeah. And you're here. We want you to do this here, and blah blah blah. You, you gotta, you know, you're representing now. <laughs> so. You know, you bring that in and, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, some people say I'm picky, but I guess I am. I am picky about who I, who I let in there and, you know, that's why we never have any trouble. We don't have, you know, there's, I've never had a fight, not in, uh, let's see, 11 years now. That's impressive. So, yeah, yeah I've yeah. never had, I mean. That starts to make me think you're doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm knocking on my head right now because, yeah, yeah it's knock on wood. Like, I don't, I don't know if I You should have had one not. fight. I mean, come on. I mean, if I knew what I was doing, I'd be dangerous. But, it's, uh, <laughs> but like, uh, this, like I said, it's just been a learning experience. I, I honestly just play it by ear and everything that comes in, I, I just deal with. It, just one thing at a time. And then, you know, it's, that always becomes part of the next adventure. It's, okay, we got this, 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 and this. And it's like a, it's like a snowball rolling down a mountain, man. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So, well, right on, man. Keep it going. Well, and working on it. <laughs> when I uh, asked you to do the show, um, I, I said, you know, um, for the music, pick out your favorites. So what's the first thing we're going to hear? And then tell us the story behind. Um, I grew I've really grown on a lot of local musicians it's so hard to narrow it down you told me to pick six and i was like how the hell am i gonna pick only six out of all of this <laughs> i mean i was going through my head the shizzle paul ends i'm going hired fun i'm going Rocks oh they're so fucking rad guns. oh i was going nuts with it and i was like going out i was like this is like two weeks away and i have no idea where i'm gonna go with this so i, <laughs> I went with things that like meant something to me were that were really big eye openers to certain things. So uh, I'll have to say, uh, let's, uh, how about like Grime Dog? Oh, sweet. I love Grime Dog. Grime Dog was so awesome. I remember the first time I met Lucas, uh, <laughs> I was like, look at this nerdy little kid. I mean, this was like years ago, you know, he, he had the big glasses on and he came up. And I was like, look at this little guy. He's so cute. <laughs> and then when he started belting out that bass, uh, I was I was blown away. Uh, so so I'd have to say, uh, um, and then you know seeing Wolfman and everything, and when oh, the, the lyrics came out, I was like, "Are you kidding me? This is the greatest band of all time." <laughs> the, the songs are just awesome. So uh, yeah, I think I picked on that Christian Bale. Nope, so, you sure didn't. I didn't. No. Then it must have been. It. But that was. I was like, oh, he didn't pick. He didn't pick uh, Christian Bale. He didn't pick Conquer Me. He picked 
The Reach Around. Oh, The Reach Around. <laughs> that was the one. That was the one, yeah. The first time I ever heard it was at Studio on 4th. And I I mean, I was crying laughing because that was like one of the jokes like growing up, you know. I was yeah. like, yeah, man, don't forget The Reach Around. And uh, so so to hear that so many years later and and coming out of this cute little Lucas <laughs> Lucas Grimes' mouth was just like, oh, like a, blonde, great. a blonde Buddy Holly or something. <laughs> he is a blonde Buddy Holly. He's Buddy Holly's blonde son that didn't die on a plane wreck. He's a great kid, and I love working with him. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like I said, I was like going back and forth. Like now, I have to pick a song. Uh, so, so I was either I was like I, it was either or Christian Bale or and I actually like um, oh the what's the one about his grandmother? I can't think of the name right now. I just it's called Major Anarchy. That's that's it. And Nick, that's I helped right. name that after <laughs> Marianne. I, I, you'll never guess how I noodled that through. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, that's so rad. <laughs> you mean I'm connected to Grime Dog, like in. Yeah, because I was. They think they way. gave me credit for coming up with the name, and I'm half stealing it from Mariana. Yeah. All right. We're so. all holding hands around here. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way it should be. It makes us all stronger. Hell yeah. All right, let's hear It's the dance craze that's sweeping the nation, you guys. Hell yes. <laughs> In certain circles. 
Um, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not you expect to hear that out of that out of those guys that <laughs> night. It was it was like I said, they were just this cute little three piece <laughs> band, and it, and I was like blown away by that song. <laughs> <laughs> and although Lucas is doing backups, I think it's it's Wolfman doing the main vocals. Yes, it is. But the, then and then uh, <laughs> don't forget to get in that pumpkin like your Cinderella. Yep, <laughs> you guys, that that's one of the most brilliant lyrics I've ever heard <laughs> <in> my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> so good job, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Good pick. I like that one. So how many years have you been um, doing this? Would it be? Oh, uh, let's see. I first started working at uh, Studio on 4th in, uh, what was that? 2000, I think it was 2012 was when I first started there. And I was just working there a couple of nights a week, helping out the owner. And then um, stuff changed, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. was seeing, I was just seeing shows. And back, back then it was more of an art bar kind of thing like they were still doing live music and stuff but we were it was more aimed towards uh the um burlesque there was like uh mm-hmm. we they did monthly or quarterly burlesque shows back then and uh <clears throat> and that was something that was really cool i mean that that room was something special it still is uh something which, special there's which some, building is that is that the that's one that's the it's dead ringers okay gotcha now. all right the old so, rumpus room yeah yes, uh, right. no 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 it was no. bollinger's rumpus room was uh actually uh the oh. Abby's? Abby's Highway Okay, 40. gotcha. My bad. So this was right next door. Um, and actually, Bertha Miranda's was actually in that building way back in the awesome. day. Oh, so, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, that was a- uh, I probably uh, ate there as a kid and I just didn't remember. Probably. <laughs> I always thought it was always on Mill Street. Like, no, that, uh, Mill no, Street, that was called the Chili Bordello back in the early 80s. It was like a chili restaurant. So, I know, and Bertha's, Bertha's had like a place in Sparks too, yeah. types of chili? You know how businesses just move around here. I right like this chili and this chili. God, when I think chili, <laughs> I think bordello. No, it was chili, and then, but the girls who would serve you the chili were dressed up in like old bordello outfits. Oh, that's awesome. It was cool. <laughs> so it was like old time. Yeah, chili. my dad took me there when I was a kid. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at, at that point, at that point, moving into into that, what the two like, you know, say two thousand twelve, that was uh, I never imagined it would have turned out to what it what it did. I mean, I never would have never imagined I'd be running the place and actually being a business owner um, shortly after that. But I mean, I liked the way the direction was going, and the the owner he just wanted it, he wanted to close it down a few times because it wasn't doing that good. And I said, no, let's try this. We'll try something different. And so we started bringing more and more music in. And then we came up with that, the whole weird, because it's Studio on 4th, it's 4th Street. Let's be open 4 p.m. to 4 a.m., four nights a week. So everything was 4, 4, 4, 4, 4 yeah. across the board. <laughs> and then we had like a little thing going. Like we had $4 drinks. We had <laughs> four-layer you know, dip. Four, <laughs> we had lucky number. Everything was 4, 4, 4, 4. And, and uh, yeah, it just uh, like I said, we started bringing in more and more bands, and and uh, uh, then the video thing happened, and we started. Now, now we're like, all right, now we need to brand it, and we well, we thought we branded it pretty well. We had that little circle patch with the red four in it, and and it was uh, I don't know, kind of. It was it was good, but it still wasn't good enough, you know. Like, of course, we didn't know. We just thought we thought it was great because it just kept getting better and better, and we were able to hold on to it for a little bit longer. And the owner was happy, and so we just kept, you know, plugging away. Doug and I, we just it was like I said, we just focus. Like, let's do this, and we'll 
you, you can do that and we can do this and blah, blah, blah. But it still, it wasn't, it still was not a lucrative business model. <laughs> it was, I mean, live music is tough. It, it really is. It's not like it was back in the eighties, you know, in the eighties and nineties when I was involved in working with bands and stuff and working in bands. Uh, it was a whole different animal back then than it is now. So mm -hmm. I don't know. It's uh yeah, with the internet and everything now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's a lot more competition here. It oh, used to just yeah. be like a couple places oh, to yeah. go see live music. Mm -hmm. Now it's True all that. over the place. Yeah. So. It's grown and exponentially. I, I think that's good. I think, that's I think good, so too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, I think it's the more the merrier. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, I, I really try, I try my hardest to reach out to a lot of the local uh the other venues and say, hey, what's what's up? What are you doing over there? Blah, blah, blah. A lot of times they get shunned because they think I'm just snooping and this and that. <laughs> but, I mean, that's not the case. I mean, I think if we all had communications. Right, you don't want to have metal night on the same night exactly. as another place. Why, you know, yeah. Yeah. like, yeah, let me yeah, see your calendar so I don't double book. screwing the whole scene. Exactly. Yeah. You have a, you have yeah. a limited, you have a limited um, uh, capacity or, I mean, what do you, what would you call that? Uh, a limited amount of people who go to certain amounts of shows. Yeah. So, like, why dissect that? Yeah, Reno know? does have no a lot audience. of talent and I a lot of people who been, like to go to these places. I've been but it's the, still limited by yeah, its size. Yeah, it yeah. is, in size size and everything else. I mean, and, and you know, I'll tell you what, that's why I like working in the smaller clubs. Yeah. I, I really do. I was like, everyone, I've had offers to go into some bigger places and – and I, I don't know if it's because I'm hesitant because I know if I'm, I don't know if I'm not ready yet. But I mean, I've worked in bigger places, mm -hmm. you know, in in the past in my life. I, you know, I worked in a in a couple of beach beach clubs on the East Coast, and they were pretty good size, you know, two thousand capacity rooms and stuff like that. Um, I mean, nothing too huge, but I really like the the small, I like the intimacy of the room and, yeah. and feeling. And I, you know, I like at the Alturas, you got it's a little bit of a low ceiling. Mm -hmm. And it feels totally cozy in there. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's the like sound a speakeasy. Good. You almost feel yeah. like you're not supposed to be in there yeah. when you're in there. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like these shows are totally intimate and special. And so when you do get like a bigger act in there um, mm, and it's packed, how do you prepare for, for that? I still have yet to figure that out. I mean, I'm still new at doing these major league bands, but I mean, all of a sudden, it's uh, they want to come here. It's like well, I'm like, you know, we're only 175 capacity at the most. What's the biggest show you've had there? The biggest show I had there was a, by, by total accident. It was uh, we did Agent Orange, and um, I touch the subject. I won't go into that with with the whole way it was promoted and everything. But it was uh, we had two. We allowed two hundred and twenty five in the door, and that was a little. If you've been down there, you know yeah, that's a little tight, tight man. Yep. It was. Uh, it wasn't so tight that that there wasn't a mosh. I mean, I was blown away that there was a mosh pit. But I mean, I, I had a situation happen when where um, a guy tripped over somebody or got pushed into somebody, and he went over and he hit the main and actually unplugged the mains oh, from God. the wall. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, just, so, just just future reference. Do not put the plug to the mains <laughs> next to the mosh pit. No, <laughs> no. He, Sometimes he, that's what so he got, got pushed around the main and ended up behind it and ended up stomping oh, on the. Uh, he, 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 oh man, it was terrible. And I just, I took one look. I just, I heard it go out, and and uh, Mike Palm looked over at me from across the stage, and and he goes, he just kind of shrugged his shoulders, and I go, 
I just gave, I just put my fingers up like, I'm on it. Give me a second to figure this out. And I looked out, and there was just a sea of people right outside my makeshift little sound booth in the corner. I'm like, I'm not going. I'm not going to make it if I go that way. There's no way. So I literally hopped. I got my fat ass up over, and I jumped over my my rack uh, my rack cabinet onto the stage, snuck up behind the uh, – uh, God, I don't remember who the bass player was. I snuck up behind him, went around the other side of Mike. Uh, Mike Palm and I started doing my thing and I realized that not only did that guy trip when he tripped that uh, the that power cord on that he ended up dislodging somehow the power strip that runs all of my uh, Wi-Fi and everything so everything Damn. went down the oh, only thing that was working shit. was the monitors and Mike said he goes don't worry I'll keep playing he goes how long is it going to be I go I go give me like a minute maybe two everything's got to reconnect and he was, oh, man, before I even made it back across the stage, he kind of, like, stopped playing the bass and the drummer would just keep going. And he just said, how about this guy? Because, <laughs> I mean, I was just on the move. I didn't I didn't even think about it. What I, what, yeah. I knew what I had to do, and I did it. Mm. And uh, that meant a lot. I mean, it meant a lot to me that I actually on the on the fly and on the spot like that. It, it, yeah, it was like, for a band like wow, that, it's been guy. playing in little clothes for like forty years, <laughs> and you know, so that if they see you do a good job. That's oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Usually, here's what happens when that happens: the show stops, the band's like, "What the fuck's going on?" No. And and then the sound man's outside smoking weed or talking to a girl. Or <laughs> yeah, <something>. yeah. <laughs> And if they, and, no. But if they are in the room, like everybody in the entire club stops and looks at you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, even, figure even, it out. <laughs> and that's the longest minute and a half of your life. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like the, the cool thing was, I mean, they kept playing. So their amplifiers were still coming. You couldn't you couldn't really hear. You couldn't hear his voice through the mains. There was just too many people in the room. But I mean, I had the, they had the monitors loud enough where it was actually transferring. So people were still singing. And then magically they just extended the solo a few extra measures so yeah. it worked out so good i mean i was like what a professional right. band yeah, those guys, those guys are pros like, they've been I mean, they've he, played he, thousands of he shows read probably everything that was going on for years and it just made my job so much easier like i it gave me time to think it was like oh, yeah that's okay. right you know when you know when i went by him he said don't worry we got this and i was like okay I go, I take me a second to figure it out. Like, you know, I'm just t- talking to him over his shoulder and I'm like, okay, that's unplugged. This is plugged in. We got this and bar. I just fired it all together. But I just remember looking out from that stage over that sea of faces that everybody just had a big old smiling face on them. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, you know, it yeah. just, it brought so me back about. to the days of being on the stage myself, you mm-hmm. know? And, and, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, this place is freaking packed. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and it was a good time. Uh, <laughs> you know, and people are going to go home and talk about that. And, and all they did, they did. We, like we had, uh, we had some like. Remember it. We had some weird issues that went on for a couple of weeks after, but we took care of everything. We we did our we did our our diligence on on making everything right for everyone that we could. You know, we opened the doors to say. I mean, we like we we realized that uh, it was oversold, and you know, it was out of our hands. It, it mm-hmm. got away from us. That was our first big kind of show, right? And it should have been. There should have been a lot more communication between us, and like I said, lesson learned. Yeah, yeah. Let's just let's move forward. We'll we'll fix our problem, we'll move forward and we'll just, you know, we'll get it the next time. And, uh, but I mean, I've had, you know, since then moving along, it's like, you never know what to expect. I mean, we got the call from the agent and said, Hey, I've got sponge wants to come in and play in your place. And I said, Whoa, 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 whoa. Like sponge, not a tribute band, right? The, the sponge. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I almost fainted. I was like, wow, I got like I said, there was a like a cool backstory to Sponge uh, when I was going back and forth trying to figure out what I was doing when I first moved here back in the, the uh, early 90s. I was 91. I was going back and forth to Massachusetts trying to divvy up my affairs and everything. And I had this stupid tape deck in my Trans Am that was just broken and that rotting pinata was stuck inside of my head. So I either <laughs> had awesome. to listen to radio changes or static, you know, trying to find radio stations uh, through that 2,900-mile drive or listen to Sponge. And I listened to Sponge. I knew every freaking <laughs> note, every hi-hat hit. I knew every <laughs> little thing about that. And to, to have that thrown at me so many years later in the situation that I was in, I was like, wow, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> did yeah. you tell Sponge that story? It was, oh yeah, I did. And yeah, and, yeah, and uh, Vin, Vin was just blown away. I mean, he's he's one of the nicest guys too. He's like this little sweetie pie guy, you know? He's, mm-hmm. he's I mean, he's so cool. He's just like laid back and like that kind of cool. He's like Fonzie. Yeah. <laughs> That's who he reminded me of. Like <laughs> I had that like, like Arthur Fonzarelli feel from him. You know, he's just like he had his little leather jacket on in the back and he's just like bobbing his head and he's got this little strut when he walks, you know, <laughs> he, was, he was like he was like a modern day Fonzie. And, and he, what a great guy. I mean, he had nothing but good things to say. Uh, you know, we I just wanted to make sure everything was perfect. I didn't want everything, you know, I didn't want anything falling apart like it did with uh, yeah. the Agent Orange but show. You so. just keep on learning stuff and that's and it. you'll be more prepared for every <laughs> time that. Something happens. Yep. Yeah, I don't learn anything from doing it right. Yeah, yep. <laughs> exactly. So. Exactly. And like I said, that was part of that snowball effect rolling down the hill. It just got bigger and bigger. It's just more stuff for us to do. Like, okay, look, there's an extra step we got here. Okay, I was like, okay, we'll just take that little extra step, and that won't happen again. We're it's, we're aware of it. So, and that's and that's where the snowballs rolling right now. Um, and uh, it's it's getting better. I mean now. I mean, they put the word out so well to it. Like we, you know, we get hit up, hit up for quite a few other shows now, where we're we're not actually fishing for them no more. The agencies are coming to us because they're getting such good response from That's us. That's awesome. Well, let's talk about what's coming up after the next song. What's the next song we got? Let's see the next song. Let's go with uh, how about somebody that actually blew my mind. This is we'll go back to the studio or this meant to, something to me. But um, I had this band come in and they said, "Hey, man, what do we we we, we do this?" And I was like, "What is this?" He's like, well, we do horror rock. And I go, what is horror rock? Let me hear a little bit about this, you know? Mm. He says, well, we have a bunch of songs that we wrote about horror movies. And I was like, okay, like, like, what kind of horror? He's like, oh, like slasher movies and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I go, let me hear it. <laughs> so, so they, they flipped me a CD and I listened to it. And, and I was like, all right, what's, I go, what's, what's the deal? Wait, what do you guys want to do? We want to do like a Halloween party and we want to have movies and stuff. We got a friend that has like movies and we're going to play like, you know, public domain movies and do this big scene thing up. And I was like, all right, like this is cool. Uh, I like the way it sounds. But when they gave me the CD and I took that home and I listened to it, I was like, this is the greatest idea of all time. (laughs) (laughs) So, so enter murder rock. Yeah. And uh, I mean, these guys, I absolutely adore each and every one of them. They're unbelievable. Every one of their songs is just amazing. It's so hard to narrow it down. But one of the ones that really grew on me was, uh, I think it was the second or third time we had them at Studio on 4th. It was a Halloween party. And I looked out there and there was like maybe 50, 60 people all in costumes, you know, having a good time drinking, singing along to this song. And that... 
just became my favorite song by Murder mm-hmm. Rock. But it's uh, All Work and No Play makes Jack a dull boy. Hi, Lloyd. A little slow in here tonight, isn't it? Lays with I do. 
Those guys are awesome. Yeah, they're cool. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, the, they're the funnest fucking people to hang out with. Yeah. They're so smart, and then they make that amazing music. Oh, and yeah. that, of course, was from their third album, 2017, Dance Macabre, which mm-hmm. was all songs inspired by Stephen King, King shit. So that was clearly go. The Shining. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do. They like their shows too, like the way they produce everything and like turn it into like a real serious thing to watch mm-hmm. is impressive too. I was so saddened. Uh, it was last Halloween when they said they were calling it quits. Yeah. And Dennis, that was my first time being at the cellar. Oh, how about that? <laughs> I was, and I, or wait, no, maybe it was, no, no, I think I went to a Grimtown show, that show there. But the, but I was at that show and I was just, it was so great. It was so fucking scary and oh, the yeah. lights <laughs> and the red and everybody in costume and the, you did such a great job. Oh, and thank then, you. <laughs> and then their shit just looked so, like, really, like, Freddy's mic stand with the skull, skeleton on that it is, is so favorite. terrifying. Oh, my God. It's my favorite thing. I, yeah, I think they're, that's, cre- they're the creepiest. Yeah. I think <laughs> that, I, oh, he's he's got, I love his his ideas, the way he looks at, the way he presents all of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the, his mic stand. I mean, that's way better than anything Korn has. It's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it reminds me. It reminds me of the skeletons in uh, in um, Poltergeist at the end. Uh, it looks that real, and the skeletons in Poltergeist at the end were real skeletons. So that's oh, pretty. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Oh yeah, in that part where she's in the in the uh, swimming pool and all the bodies are popping up around her. Oh okay. Those are all real bodies. No kidding. Those are all there. real skeletons, and because it was too expensive to use fake skeletons, yeah, and they didn't tell her that she was swimming with real skeletons. <laughs> oh, until afterwards, <laughs> and she's t- and it took four days to film that. Wow! So, yeah, skeletons. So, um, little uh, connection there. Um, You're a little connected to Murder Rock, though, yeah. Nowadays, you? I am. Yeah, um, been working with uh, three of the Murder Rockers, um, Frankie, Freddie, and uh, Keith, and we got Young Buck Jared with us, and um, me on drums, and we're the Glitter Bats. And our debut show is October 29th at the Cellar Stage. Oh, oh shit. shit! Oh my god, I've been waiting for uh. a response. Like Chris, like, was like, no, we'll let you know. Don't worry. So, is this the big reveal? Oh shit! Maybe I, I spoke out of turn, but I believe we we're we were saying yes to it. You, you have that now. Day listen, open. you have that day open, right, Dennis? Yes, I do. Oh, good. The, oh, the original lineup of it. the Misfits are playing with Alice Cooper in Texas. So, um, Frankie was like, uh, if we weren't playing, I think I'd fly down to go see that. So, you know, um, that is, that's something he'd love. Yeah. yeah. It's a special night and we'll be there for uh, this Halloween. Oh Um, man. I can't wait for it even more so now. And we, I just, I just popped a, another band. I, I got hit up by this band. I could not resist. Um, there's, uh, that's going to be a a four, a four band bill now. So it'll be, what, what's the name of the band? What's the name of the project? Glitter Bats. Glitter Bats. I love it. That's that works really well. <laughs> so we are going to have the glitter bats that night. Um, hired fun is going to come on because oh fuck, that's what, so perfect. What would be what would be even part of of uh, murder rock without hired fun? Um, and I've got this band called the Ape Shit Shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> they are coming out from, what they're from about. LA. And, and, and the funny, I mean, I didn't know. Is it I, ironic? Are they super mellow? <laughs> no, actually, they're they're just they're just a, an old school punk style band. Okay. I mean, I mean, it would be funny if they were like if they're like 
groovy like like slow jazz oh <laughs> you know like just to be <laughs> but, but i didn't realize it until the guy walked away that he you know he gave me a bunch of his, his he gave me a couple of merch items and stuff and i looked down and i said that says ass <laughs> like a s s and i didn't realize that at first but i guess that's part of the act where they move that into that uh where where the you know it's a, the funny part of it but yeah it's called ape shit shenanigans and well, mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to working with them actually i found his stuff interesting and i hope everyone else will too is you know that's what it's all about i mean what what i'm doing there is mm-hmm. if i don't like it it doesn't get past me you so. gotta make a cool <laughs> bill and make it different you yeah. know because uh and it's I, what I love about Hired Fun is they always try to make every show different. Yeah, they, you know I love his little he does his little Q and or his fast fact thing. You know, Ian, <laughs> yeah. And Ian, Ian's one of my favorite people actually, and uh, I I mean he's he's definitely the my most favorite person to yell at my stage. He just you know his style of singing he just screams at the floor, and I love that. Oh, and he, he bounces just, around, and he's the funnest to photo- oh, photograph. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 like the perfect size for what he does. He's yeah. like, you know, hey, just see. He, he's the only person I know that can jump as high as he can on, yeah. on the stage, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's th- – but they're just absolutely awesome. I love that. Everyone in that band. Andrew is great. He's helped me out with my merch, actually. Uh, uh, Brady's just uh, – I mean, and, and to watch it, to watch the whole thing, even Rally, like the, that band come together. Like Rally and I, we 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 have this thing because he's one of the first guys that I actually let go um, DI with his guitar because we had he he likes it really loud and this and that. He likes it loud in the monitors and like we get that feedback problem because the stage was so small, mm. <laughs> so we would have that interference from the monitors a lot and. Uh, I he dialed it in and he said it's it's so much more streamlined and and those guys have worked really really hard they're one of the tightest bands I work with for sure mm-hmm. and they're so entertaining they you know they always have a different theme for every for every show and it's funny like uh it's uh they're very entertaining like we've got them coming up uh Jesus I think that's this weekend is the the metal massacre or the um I'm sorry the uh the exorcism. We're doing the metal exorcism again this year. And, oh, cool! And Ian is the exorcist. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, come in and let you know the metal compel you or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun. <laughs> but yeah, that should be that should be a good time. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I Nick, you were in a couple of murder rock videos. Not to I, oh, I was, I was in thinking, one of them yeah, for sure. I, I and I love that song, but that was just way too long. To, I mean, the it's a little movie. It. Yeah, it is. It's a mini. A it's mini a little movie. It's a movie. Yeah, I, we got it in a film festival, uh, the Scum Dance. We got it in the Scum Dance. Oh, no we didn't right. win or nothing, but it, it's it's a movie. It's <laughs> it's great. It's that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite things too. Uh, I've got that. It's all locked into my it's called Gates of Hell. Gates of Hell. Yeah, Murder Rock. That's that was my other favorite song pick for for, for this thing. Uh, it was like you said. You, you first you have to pick the band, and and then I was like, oh yeah, I got to pick a song too. Mm-hmm. So hard. So it is. It's really hard. Uh, but I don't know. I think I did all right. Uh, well, we'll find mm-hmm. out. What's your next one? My next one. Let's see. How about let's go. Let's go way back. Um, one of the first bands, like when I started realizing that that Reno had a scene. Um, Uriah's. I had just met Uriah's mom, and we were doing good. I think Uriah was just born. I or he was he was just a fault at the time. But we went to this thing. MRC had just opened and had their little 
excursion. They had their little mm-hmm. like, hey, the, we're going to for you muggles. This. That's the Musician Resource Center out in Sparks, yes. and a lot of people rent rooms out there, and their bands practice there. Mm-hmm. Liver Scars was there. That's how I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we had they had that outdoor thing in, in the parking lot, and uh, MGV uh, Machine Gun Vendetta was playing under this little yeah. twelve by twelve tent. Great band. And I, I, I met Scott. That was the first time I ever met Scott. And, and like, you know, we, we just, I don't know, I felt like I got along with him right away. And, 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 uh, Rai's mom was like, wow, you know, these guys are like, no, I don't know them at all. She says, well, they're really cool. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And, and like, I don't know, I kind of blame you, Rai, on Machine Gun Vendetta. And <laughs> but I don't know if he would have been a thing if 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 that wasn't our date day. Like we <laughs> we went out on a date and that was uh that was how we how we did it. <laughs> I was like, hey, huh. let's go we'll go check out some local music at this thing. There was this new, you know, the MRC had just opened up and uh and that was uh that was how they were displaying or or uh advertising that they were open and getting it in. But yeah, um, um, I'm gonna say uh, Machine Gun Vendetta, and I think, of course, this wasn't off of. I, I don't remember if this is one of their older songs or not, but the, um, uh, it's off their second release. It's off the second release. Yep, yeah, yep. I couldn't remember if it was like the, the the early early one or the the second one. But this one here, it meant it meant something to me because because of that little story I told you, and then um, you know it was. Uh, uh, <clears throat> It kind of went, I had nothing left to give <laughs> when, when that went out, when, when the whole situation, it was like, uh, when it went out, it was, and, and so Machine Gun Vendetta, Nothing Left to Give was, is my, was my next choice. It was, the song actually had, it had meaning to me uh, and, and the band itself, uh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't have this awesome kid sitting right next to me here with a microphone and headphones on him. <laughs> And, uh, you know, he's my right-hand man, and he helps out a lot. So I, I don't know if I dedicate the song to him, but, I mean, he's uh, he's a product of Machine Gun Vendetta. <laughs> Trippy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. 
I love those guys. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, those guys are great, man. Love that uh, old school sound. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're so consistent too. Uh, like yep. they just recently did uh, uh, "Dirty Politician," where they, mm-hmm. we, you know, I gave them did the video to that so fucking rad. You know, that was cool because they they filmed it right there in the cellar. So of course they did. <laughs> that was another one of my many offerings. Uh, but yeah, we had uh, he, uh, Scott had hit me up and said, "Hey man, what do you think about doing this?" And I was like, "You know, I love the idea." I go, "Well, this is the deal. When you do the release, you got to have the party here." And that was a blast too. So we had a great time doing it, and uh, you know, filming it and and doing it with the lights and this and that. And it just became a thing after that. He was like one of the first. Uh, there was uh, another band out of California that came in to, to run video as well. Um, it was Miss Crazy, and. Uh, what a weird name for a band. It was Miss Crazy, but it was uh, uh, Ronnie Borchett is his name. But anyway, he 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 came in and he did this video, and then I don't know how the word got out. It was people were like, "Hey, you guys are doing videos down in your room now." And I think the um, last time I looked, I think there was like almost nine thousand hits on that video. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, wow, I think so. Like eighty eight thousand something. I think I saw that the, is awesome. I guess as of yesterday. I, I think it was yesterday I was looking at that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So they, I mean, it was so That's pretty good man. success for a, lo- for a local band. Mm-hmm. Really good. Right on. Well, we got a long <laughs> show, so let's let's boogie on to the next song. Okay, let's do that. Um, let's say, uh, I think I'm going to go this time with, uh, let's see, I have a list right here, but let's see which ones I haven't done yet. Oh, I got to do this one. Because Mark Ernest is one of my favorite mm. people in the world. Everyone knows. And now we're I all, mean, which band is it? Oh, yeah. This, uh, <laughs> we'll just throw that out there. But Mark Mark has blown my mind from, I mean, the, the transition. And, and the whole idea, like, sometimes you can even talk him into bringing up the older projects. that happened. It was like, I remember... There was a there was a time where there was a lull, and I was like, "What happened to that project, Mark?" And, and he was like, "Oh!" oh, oh. And next thing you know, he's doing it. Uh, the, the most recent project is is Manchild. I yeah. love what they're doing, yeah, but I have to go. I have to go right in the middle. I mean, when I first met Mark, it was Vague Choir, and I was a huge, huge fan of Vague Choir. I used to run Vague Choir and the Flesh Hammers together all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know the flesh hammer, the flesh hammers would be on the on this. Well, and Mark used to be in a band with Blackie, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And Penny Vitri- from Vitriolics. the Shames. Yeah, yeah that was like one of my favorite yeah. Reno bands back then. Yeah, I mean that's just an all-star group before you know they went off and did yeah. rad things. To, you know, <laughs> that that's that, like that was a rad band, like a Genesis band. You know. So then I was like, okay, it's got to be Kanawha. I love Kanawha. The first metal, time. Stoner metal. Oh, my God. I Desert don't know rock. what it is about it. The sound. I mean, maybe it's because of, like, the roots of me, like, growing up, Black Sabbath was the thing. And mm-hmm. if they've got that deep Black Sabbath sound. It's, almost, yeah. you know. And I love that. And that and Mark just, Mark's lyrics and Mark, everything that does, Mark does. I, the guy's awesome. It never runs out. It's like, no. I know everybody else matters and everybody else is great, but everything fucking Mark Ernest is in is so amazing. Oh, he blows yeah. my mind. I'm just so proud that, that we live in the same city as him. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he picked us. So thanks for coming here, Mark. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have to be here. He was no, saying it was no. uh, 25 years ago, just a few days ago or something. Yep. And, uh, wow, has it been that long? Well, he's contributed a whole bunch of rad shit. Yeah. Wow. But uh, my favorite, honestly, my favorite song by that band is Destroyer, and I cannot find a recording of it anywhere. 
But Destroyer is, uh, I think, I, I don't know if it's, maybe it's on a new release thing, but I, I remember going back and playing that song. I don't, I don't, I want to say it was that long ago, but uh, I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't know the history of the song, but I, one day they played Destroyer in the cellar and I just was like, this is the song. I mean, that, that should be, if I was Mark, I would stand behind that song and push that out there because it's great. But um, there's a song on, on that album. Oh God, it just escaped me. But um, <clears throat> the, the name of the song is The Boat. And The Boat meant something to me because I had a little incident when I was younger with a boat. <laughs> and, uh, and this boat just would not break. I mean, I was being an idiot. I was a teenager. I borrowed my dad's boat without him knowing. So I guess I stole it, but I don't know. It was something weird like that. But I was tooling through uh, the Connecticut River out in the Oxbow area. And there's a cliff. There's a huge rock cliff that comes up underneath. And I wasn't paying attention to the cones. I just was hit. And I just went, bam. And I hit that motor on the bottom. <laughs> On the on the clip, all right. I clipped the motor on that rock ledge, and the the motor literally broke right out of the back of the boat. Whoa! Uh, the prop, I mean, the prop shot up about. Oops. We didn't even know the prop shot up off. I mean, it just launched like a like a helicopter. We didn't even know it until it landed right next to us. And if it one, if it hit one, I mean, it landed right next to the boat. And if it had hit one of us, I mean, we'd be dead. Right? If it, yeah. if he didn't land Damn, it in the boat, it would have went right through the bottom of the boat. But uh, the boat, it didn't sink. It, I mean, I was blown away. And that song, for some reason, kind of brushed on that little story. So I, it, it, it hits me. So I'm picking Kanawha the boat.
Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> Always. It's yep. one of those things. Yeah, I was mean, sitting here. I'm just watching my watching my kiddo here, just head banging to it, and he's like, "Yeah." yeah. And I don't think he's even heard that song before. It's. I really haven't, but uh, it it's it's giving me Corey Taylor vibes. He definitely sounds like Corey Taylor. You think so? Yeah. I don't know about that. Like in the beginning of the song, when he first starts singing, he sounds like a Corey Taylor. Oh, wow. should be. Oh man, the first okay. time your kid speaks up and you disagree I, with him. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't disagree. You, I'm just like you know. I was like, wow. I'm glad you hear that. I think you're dead on right. And and yeah, and he's he's actually he's like he's a big Slipknot fan right now, which I would not have believed. Uh, oddly enough, um, uh, his mom and I had gone to a Slipknot concert when she we were, I think she was about six or seven months pregnant, and we ah uh, trippy. <laughs> but like I wasn't giving up those tickets, man. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah my so mom was, went to Zeppelin with me in her tummy. Oh, yeah. no kidding. Yeah, so, uh, my yeah, wife was like fan? seven months work? pregnant. Went to the butthole servers, and my daughter hates the butthole servers. Uh, so uh, I don't okay. know what's up. So that, that's <laughs> not that theory to hell. <laughs> 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 But um, two yeah. out of three ain't bad. <laughs> but um, how about for the next song? Uh, this was this was actually pretty. This is pretty cool because um, I've been working with with her for a, f- a few years. I love what she does. She I think she's an incredible guitar player, and she blew my mind with with this thing. Um, they they have an album. It's it's Michelle Bell and the Grim Tones. Um, I mean, never heard of her. Never heard of her. <laughs> but uh, flyers I, on oh, the wall man. right there. <laughs> I know. I was. I was. I was just admiring that. But uh, oh man, I've been crushing on Michelle for years. Who hasn't? Like, <laughs> get in line. I mean, she she just gets that guitar going, and it's like, oh yeah. my god, I, god. Get all, I get all stupid, dude. Nothing. Nothing's <laughs> better than like I was at a show once, and, and Michelle started. I think it was a. Uh, it was not. It was. Um, it was it was uh, karma. It wasn't the Grim Tones, but Michelle got up there and she was playing and she was rocking out and having a good time. And there's all these dudes in the front row and they're all just drinking their drink, looking <laughs> at the girl play guitar. And then she started the solo and they all like kind of went a little oh, yeah. slack jaw. Yeah, like, it's like man, what the mouth fuck dropping, is man. happening? Jesus. This chick is so much better than I will ever be. Oh yeah, you she's just saw that on all their faces. Absolutely amazing. She blows my mind. I, I, she's I, so great. She never ceases. <laughs> I mean, some of the greatest, some of my greatest and. and and favorite moments of uh, of doing what I'm doing is having her on the stage. You know, it's there. You never know what's going to happen. She goes. She gets into that zone. You know, it's like a there's a click, and you can just see it. It's something about her nose twitches. It's kind of I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with the cat thing that she's got going <laughs> on. Me. Bewitched. I don't know. Yeah, the other the whole bewitched thing. But uh, yeah, she goes into that zone, and just to watch her in that zone is absolutely awesome. It's it, it feels it feels good. It sounds good. And you know, you know, you know when when you see when she's got those laser eyes on what she's doing, watch out. It's gonna mm-hmm. happen. But um, I I love the artistic uh, and intro on this. Like uh, uh, it it actually happened by accident where I was loading. Uh, like I said, I play a bunch of local music on my overheads and stuff. So you know, people are asking me all the time, "Who who's this? Oh, well, this is a cool song," and I could tell them, you know, whoever whoever it is. Uh, yeah, you know, I got Greg Golden, whoever it is. Like, uh, I just there's like I said, there's about about 40 percent of my house music is is all local local tunes and tracks and stuff that I stole from here or there and then you know uploaded into the um, my system there. But um, I'm gonna go with Grim Tones and the song Temper only because I I admire the the artistic change. Like she's got this like really really cool couple minute long intro and before it actually starts and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. 
temper set upside my bedside as I was getting undressed. Damn this feeling, I know it too well. Guess I may be as bad as summer, not as bad as the And uh, what you may not know is that Ian that is not here tonight because he's not feeling that great. Um, he did the original demo for that at uh, at the UNR with them, and then after that they they came here and recorded the the album version. And in that that creepy intro that we just heard, 
at the beginning of it, there's a little piece of every song on the entire album in that intro. And that's so rad, Dennis, that you love it because of the intro. Uh, I thought know, when they first said it, I was like, I was like, everybody's going to want to skip over that. Why are you going to make that part of the track? It's got to be its own track. And Michelle's like, no, they got to fucking listen to that to hear the song. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it, it, it comes out in the overheads and people uh, kind of like look around and stuff. And I've actually had so many people actually comment and they're like, who is this? Who's who's singing this? Like, what band is this? And I, and I tell them, I go, that's our own very own Grimtones. Uh, but but it's it's in my list. It, it it's it's on my pick six tonight because of the line. I don't know why. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I find myself saying that lately a lot. People are asking me, "Hey, how are you doing it down there? What's going on?" And I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> and uh, and it's for some reason that that's that's been the ring. And I, I I think I actually joked about it with Michelle. I saw her a couple of weeks ago. She was down. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's uh, it's she's something else. And, and like I said, that song just it sticks with me now because I like I said I find myself saying it all the time. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. What I'm doing different. I don't know what it is. It's I'm just doing it. <laughs> I, I always complained about Michelle's S's and how much, because she is a very acillibent, a sibilant singer. Uh-huh. And uh, it was always a problem with like like making her S's be a low enough. They were hella overpowering sometimes. <laughs> and she, when she first wrote that, she called me up and she's like, you're going to fucking hate this song. There's so many <laughs> S's in this song. Could you write fewer S words, please? Please, Michelle, for me. <laughs> so... It all worked out. Right on, nice. <laughs> all right. So we're coming up on the end of the show, right? And we got one song left we to go. Yeah, what's song. going? What's coming up at the uh, cellar? What, what, yeah. Oh, know, we got some cool stuff months. coming up on the cellar. We got. Um, God, God, I've, I'm, I'm booked. All, I'm right now. I just took a booking the other day for a show in May. So. Oh well, next year. I've, yeah, next year. It's really crazy. Um, I've got two or three shows in February. I've got shows in in March already. January. Um, the schedule, I mean, oh my God, I'm getting all screwed up with it, with, with it. It's, it's, I almost hate where I'm at because, yeah. because I'm like, I'm re- I'm already, I'm already at Christmas time and here we are. It's, it's the first week of August. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, it, and, and at the same time, it's like, wow, it's already August. No, that's but actually like the said, way to do it. Be a few months set. Yeah. Uh, and, that's, and, and especially, yeah. especially working with some of these bigger bands, uh, I've got some really cool stuff coming up in September and November. Um, even, you know, in the, in the next few weeks, I mean, the, the local shows are, are still, they're still where I'm at. I'm still, um, I still keep telling everyone, ah, I'm not ready to do this. I don't want to do, you know, these, there's a, there's a lot of bands out there, like big major league bands that want to do intimate shows. And mm. I, I mean, I'm just not ready for it. I mean, mm. it's, uh, person personally, like, you know, it's, I, I think I can handle it like on, you know on the the production and everything the production end of it but it's it's like you know we still we're still small i still want it's like it's like when you're a kid you don't want you want to enjoy being a kid mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's what it, that's where it is right me i have so much fun with the local bands and, and doing doing everything that we do for for the locals that i'd like to like to hold on to it a little bit longer yeah. before we graduate into it you know and graduate into that next level and that next level is like i'd like to keep it as just like an additive do like one one show a month, maybe, 
maybe a Couple quarter. Big shows, yeah. Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, they're, I'll tell you what, they're tough. They are tough. There's mm-hmm. a lot of work to them. There's a lot of reading. There's all kinds of little weird stuff that goes into the the, the contracts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, I learned my lesson with that Agent Orange show that you need to freaking make sure that you got everything signed and everything is abided by. Read every word. Yes, yeah. every single word because something's going to come back and nip you in the butt and it and it's not fun. It's not fun to clean up a mess after the, after you know what that situation that I went through with that. And uh, <clears throat> um, but yeah, um, we have uh, let's see, we've got Green Jello. Remember Green Jelly? Yeah, green, they were it used oh, yeah. to be Green Jello. Yeah, they right. had a, like a pretty big hit name. in the nineties. Yeah. Right? yeah, they were the Little Pig song. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. And uh, well, <laughs> I've got those guys actually coming here in September, so that's I'm awesome. looking, really looking forward to that. But yeah, it's a great song, Little Pig, Little Pig. Yeah, um, that was a big, a big heavy rotation on KRZQ in like nineteen ninety four. Especially the part uh, where they bring in Rambo. It's just oh yeah, like that. yeah. It's like a, <laughs> yeah, it was a two video. dollar it was dollar store. Rambo doll with the plastic machine gun, and they just like taped a little fire thing on the end of, end of it to make it look like it was firing. It's a cool like, animation, uh, yeah. A little ahead of its time, too, because uh, that's like robot chicken before, yeah. It's robot like chicken. claymation, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was claymation, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Robot chicken's like action figure animation, yeah. toys, yeah. yeah. But they they kind of no, use clay, too, yeah. You could tell, yeah. Stop motion, yeah. It's pretty rad. Uh, let's see in the next one. Okay, we, uh, we got <clears throat> we got some good shows actually. Um, we got uh, I got Snailmate coming up from Arizona, which is I don't know if you guys remember who Snailmate is. They're kind of mm-hmm. like a kind of punky kind of rap kind of metal. They've got a little bit of everything. So I've, I've decided to do like a multi genre mm-hmm. show with that and mixed it up quite a bit actually. We're gonna we're gonna use de- like Deplete that. on that, and Deplete is like they're kind of like a horror rock. Um, their, their music is, it, it, it's, I don't know. It, it moves me. I hope it moves other people. Um, we do really well with those guys, the, their sound and their, their style is awesome. And I think snail mate is a good, it's a good mixed genre. Mm-hmm. We call it, actually, we're calling the spot mixed genre madness. We're going to try to do that every quarter. Just put, put three completely different. I like eclectic shows myself. That's why yeah. I love Mary Anarchy. Cause it's like, we oh, get yeah. a little bit of everything. And, and now, yeah, we're looking forward to that too. That's coming up. And, That's um, coming up faster than we think it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is. Yeah. So they're kind of like a, a limp biscuit and, uh, what are they called? Um, murder rock mix. Kind of. Uh, yeah. They've got, they've got a little, they've got like a, they've got a horror thing going on. Uh, you know, uh, the guys, they're, they're just great guys to work with. I love I love working with Deplete. Um, and um, one Tom Dooley, Roy is going to be there. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, Roy is going to, yeah, Roy and, and Nick, are, we're going to be joining joining forces on that on that show. So that's going to mm-hmm. be a fun show. We'll kick it off. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get, get it High all started. gear. All right, so um, Snailmate is on the 19th. That's uh, on Friday the 19th. And then uh, the 21st, like, 21st, I'm really, really excited for. This is a big show to me. I don't know. Anyone knows uh, Within Destruction. They're they're metal. I mean, they're so metal. Um, but they it means a lot to me to have them there. I really enjoy. I Where are they from? They, I, I honestly don't know where they're <laughs> from. I really do, I never really thought about it until just now. Uh, but I, I stumbled across them quite a while, about a year ago. I stumbled across uh, 
by accident, you know, you forget, you fall asleep and you leave your, your YouTube stream going on or oh, something yeah, and you yeah. wake up and I was like, oh man, I like this wormhole. song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I accidentally went down that wormhole while I was sleeping and I woke up in another world and, uh, <laughs> and, that, and, and within destruction just happened to be playing. And then, you know, Josh, uh, Josh Mathis hit me up. He says, Hey man, uh, I said, hey, before you say anything, when are we going to get Cyborg Octopus back in town? He goes, that's what I want to talk to you about. And I was like, okay, perfect. So we're gonna we're bringing Cyborg po- uh, Cyborg Octopus back to get, back to the cellar. And he hit me with within destruction. I was like, no way. <laughs> I mean, that's what's really fun about what I'm doing because I'm like I'm a big fan of everything. And it's like you know, it's it's funny what just stumbles on right into your lap, like. I'm not asking for it. It's just, mm-hmm. it's finding its way to me, which is kind mm-hmm. of fun. Well, it, I think too, like part of the universe, man, is that you love it. So it's coming to you, you know? I, and I, I really hope it's that. The, you know? It knows what you want and, and it's, it's accommodating you because your heart is true. And you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're I, really, you're for real. Cause like, if you, it, it's hard ass work. It so is. I could see where people are like, you know what? The benefits don't, outweigh the work you know mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do it i've i've had to give a, a give up a lot of uh of free time i don't even know what free time is like you know my uh my my boss says to me the other day he says hey man he was like he was i'm gonna give you some pto and i was like pto i haven't heard that in years what does that mean he's like <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh he's like yo you're entitled to some personal time off if you need it and i was like dude i go i haven't I haven't taken a vacation in like eight years for real, you know, I mean, ra- you know, raising, raising a kid and, and, and having him, I mean, he's my best friend. I shouldn't even call him my kid. He's, he is my best friend. I take him everywhere I go and thank you guys for letting me take him here. He's a, uh, he's my right hand guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a support, the support thing. And he makes, uh, you know, as it should be. Yeah. And he makes everything work for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like uh, I, I take him to work and he's, He's helping me with the chairs and moving the tables, and he's he's a big part of it too. So next time you're down in the cellar, you look around and say, "Hey, ah, Dennis's son did this," and you, you'll notice some of the art on the walls. I've got a few things that Rye That's he awesome. made, um, like the 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 famous cellar. This it says the, the cellar Lego one, Legos. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that. It looks <laughs> it's clean, man. It's really good work. He he uh, he came to me and said, "He's dead. I want to help." And I I had come home from work, and that's that was what laying on the bed. And I was like, "Hey, you know what? That's a good idea. Let's <laughs> let's go glue that on the wall next that's time." Awesome. So yeah, we got that, and you know he's been he's been my support through the whole thing, and it, you know it's. Like you, like you said, it's just hard work. It's like uh, constantly, there's always something. We've we've had our share of problems there. Uh, plumbing, it's an old building. Electrical problems. We've you know, it's yeah. it's stuff that's like you, you, like you know, the other day we had that downpour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I worked. I worked it's like a monsoon six, over almost here. six hours. It took me to dig out the back doors just so we can have a loading ramp. Oh. Because all that mud came down from the parking lot. Oh my lot. god! Oh. And it was there was literally a four, a five inch berm of mud up against the, <laughs> up wow. against the door. We couldn't open it from the inside. Good thing the door was closed. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I mean, a lot of that water still came in. I mean, oh, I was wow. mopping. I it, to mop the floor and everything. I mean, it was like monsoon rain. Yeah, it was a hell of a, for, hell of a storm for a minute there. Yeah, it was cool. But um. After it's all said and done, uh, one of my favorite go-tos is to get onto the, this, this last song. One of my favorite go-tos is, I mean, from the first time I ever saw this guy 
I don't know what it was about seeing a big dude just rip his shirt off and see the sweat just spraying the light and getting hit by that sweat. And then and, and then see him climbing across down, the bar. Right? And there, was, there, was, there was something about it. I, I was like, you I special. love yeah. this guy. Yeah. I don't know what it is about you, but I love you, man. But yeah, that would be Brad. And I'm going to go with uh, Elephant Rifle. And I'll tell you what, I've been listening to a lot of Elephant Rifle lately. And I have for years. It's like they were one, the first time I remember seeing them, oh God, I don't even remember where or when it was. But uh, I was hanging out with my buddy Josh and we just, he said, he goes, man, this band is so sick. And I go, oh my God, they just, they, they move me. They touch me in places I haven't been touched, you know? It's like, Uh and, and it's just, the when you see him live, you gotta yeah, see him. Another live. great it's, show. Oh my god! Okay. The, I mean, the studio the studio doesn't do him justice. I, I I mean, it's it's great quality and everything, but oh my god, you you need to experience Elephant Rifle. So I'm I'm picking my favorite song by them. Actually, is is one you wouldn't think it is, but it's cowboy poetry, and it has a lot to do with the end the intro. Uh, when I was in a band, like that was one of my things. Like I had uh, this idea to just slowly bring a song into together, mm-hmm. and this song does it all for me. So dope, yeah, cowboy poetry. Well, before we uh, jump to the song, I want to say uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in today. Thanks, Chewy, for being here. You're welcome. Mouse, Dogwater, Dick, thank you for everything. And uh, Rory, Kim, we'll see you soon. And Ian, we'll see you soon too. Uh, for the worst little podcast, I'm Nick Ramirez saying life is short and we love you. Take it away, Elephant Rifle. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass.